This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. The Texans wake up on Monday morning in the seventh seed in the AFC postseason picture. I'm Sean Pendergast, one half of Payne and Pendergast Sports Radio 610, alongside the Hall of Famer and our senior columnist at SportsRadio610.com, John McClain. And, um, John, that game yesterday to me, I know the, the Texans actually gifted the Bengals a few things in that game. That may, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Texans made that game way closer than it needed to be. Play for play, down for down, the Texans went into Cincinnati, and they were the better football team in that game. And it ended up showing up on the scoreboard. But it, I, to me, it could have been a much more lopsided game without some Texan mistakes in that game. I think that says a lot about where this team is right now. First of all, I want to say right up at the top, I tweeted after the game, I'm an idiot. I'm going to say it again, I'm an idiot, because I said there's no way they're going to beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. And I said it weeks ago, and I said it again last week, and I'm happy to look like an idiot. Not the first time, certainly won't be the last. The fact that Stroud committed three turnovers, lost two fumbles, neither one led to points, but his interception, bad pass, he's allowed one every now and then. Uh, set up a touchdown, and I thought when Joe Burrow brought them back with 10 points to tie it up, it was over, and then C.J. Stroud gets the ball again, and they pull it out. Thanks to Matt Amendola, a kicker. I wanted to talk about pressure on the road, uh, 38-yard field goal, and they won it. And, of course, on top of the Rockets, six-game winning streak. The, the manager everybody wants for the Astros – uh, Joe Espada is going to be announced today. Happy times are happening in Houston. Yeah, you know, John, it, it just to go off on that coaching tangent for a second, not really a tangent because D'Amico Ryans is obviously a huge reason why the Texans are where they are right now. But, yeah, the Astros, by the time people are listening to this, the Astros will have probably already had their press conference on Monday morning to announce Joe Espada as the manager. And we live in a world now where um, I know it's early for both D'Amico Ryans and Ime Udoka but I feel pretty confident in saying this. The Astros, the Astros, there's there's pressure on the Astros to get this managerial hire right because of these two hires that the Texans and the Rockets have made here with D'Amico and Ime Odoka. I, I, I feel very confident in saying that these are two, even with a small sample size, great head coaching hires right now. And and Joe Espada, even if he bombs out, people can't say they didn't want him because it's universal. Everybody following the Astros 
wants him to be hired bench coach since 2018, replaced Alex Cora. And uh, one of the things I like about him, he's bilingual. I think in today's baseball, that gives you an edge. But if he doesn't work out, we can't blast Jim Crane and GM Dana Brown for doing it because I don't know anybody that doesn't want him hired. And I remember when Ime Adoka was hired around the league, everybody said it was a home run, even though he had to leave the uh, Celtics for a scandal. But he was brought up under Greg Popovich, and he is doing a fantastic job. And I noticed I wrote in my column on sportsradio610.com that that game yesterday should thrust uh, D'Amico Ryans into the coach of the year conversation and and C.J. Stroud into the not just rookie, offensive rookie of the year, which he should have locked down, but put him in the MVP discussion because they're five and four. They got Arizona coming in, Arizona won with Kyler Murray. But if they don't look ahead to Jacksonville and they're able to avoid what happened to them in Carolina and beat Arizona, that sets up a game against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are one game ahead of the Texans right now. They got a chance to win the division. They do. They do. And and if they beat the Jags in week 12, they'll have the head-to-head on them, so they'll have the lead and the tiebreaker and so forth. We'll get to the Jags in a you know in a week or so, and we'll certainly dig more into the Cardinals game later this week on, on Tuesday and Thursday, especially Thursday this week when we preview the game. Um, but uh yeah, like as as far as as far as yesterday goes, John, um the Texans outgained the Bengals yesterday by a substantial amount. So they were just better offensively play to play. I thought the 27 points that the Bengals scored was very misleading because of how the last four minutes of that game went down. The defense for the Texans played phenomenal yesterday, I thought. For most of that, that game should have been a 27 to 17 game, probably. You know, the Texans, in, in retrospect, if, if, if CJ doesn't throw the interception, they convert that first down. That game probably ends 27 to 17 Texans. And I would look at that and say, man, that's a 17 point game against a really good offense that had, you know, was missing T. Higgins, but Tyler Boyd's been better than T. Higgins this year so far. So, and Jamar Chase was still out there. That that was a game where the Texans gave up a touchdown on an early drive on a deep shot, you know, so it wasn't a methodical drive. Like they hit a 40 yard bomb over the top. And then they held the Bengals in check for a massive chunk of that game. The Bengals are just punting the ball back to the Texans. And then they the, the Bengals hit an improv play for 60 yards over the top to Jamar Chase. That's going to happen, but it's one play. And they get two interceptions in the fourth quarter off of Joe Burrow. Like the defense for 56 minutes, <clears throat> the defense on the scoreboard was incredible in that game on the road against Joe Burrow. Then CJ throws the pick. That's not the defense's fault right there. You get stuck at first and goal at the five-yard line in a sudden change situation right there. I can't blame the defense for allowing a touchdown. Now, Denzel Perryman with a P.I. in the back of the end zone and all that, I mean, you know, that we can we can hash that out. But the defense was put in a bad spot. And then I thought holding them to a field goal to keep that game tied in regulation was a win. Granted, they needed a drop by Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I, will, I, will, <clears throat> I will fully admit that. But – the Bengals had more than their fair share of breaks in this game, especially from that officiating crew. That officiating crew with some of the calls, calls and non-calls they had on the Texans. I'm not Texans. I'm not usually one to complain about that, John. But if there were a scoreboard for that aspect of the game, I thought the Texans took a severe brunt of the bad calls in that game. While we're grading the officials, I would have given them an F minus. As yeah. it is, I gave more A pluses than I've ever given on any report card. 
And thing to remember about those three long pass plays, Texans have one of their top four safeties, Jalen Petrie. Yeah. The other three are out. And Petrie didn't register on the tackles. He's not even on the defensive stats. So uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, he played a really good game back there. And uh, so it was a great win all around. They ran the ball better than they ever have. And, and if this is a sign of what's to come, also overcoming more injuries, and, and let's give a special shout-out to Steven Nelson. He couldn't start because he was hurt. We didn't know right up until game time, and he wasn't on the inactive list. Stingley gets beat for the first touchdown, and then Nelson comes off the bench. It was a very, very courageous performance for him, and he had two injuries, and uh, that's going to kind of get lost in the shuffle, Sean, when we're handing out tributes to all the players who deserve it. But – Steven Nelson earned some kind of medal. Yeah, no doubt. And and, and John, the, the the win was such that we barely talked about the injuries in the postgame show because the guys that were backing up the injured guys all played so well. You know, they, you know, from, and we may be thieving from stock up, stock down here in a second, but we can be repetitive. It doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, Devin Singletary shouldering the load with no Damian Pierce out there. The receiving core coming through like they did with no Nico Collins out there. Um, Dalton Schultz having another big game where he's really the only experienced solution at tight end on the roster. And that's on the offensive side of the ball. You know, defensively, you mentioned it. DeAndre Houston Carson stepping in for Jimmy Ward and getting a big interception um, in the game. Shaquille Griffin, you know, is is the guy who's in the rotation there, cornerback. He's the one that comes up with the big pick down the stretch in that game. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm just, I couldn't be more impressed with, uh, the depth on this team in that game yesterday, you know, you had a lot of guys and, 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 you know, and, and a lot of guys, John in Nick Casario's free agency class as well. A lot of these one-year guys were a big state, Noah Brown, Devin Singletary, you know, Sheldon Rankin. I know I'm, I'm thieving from the next 10 minutes on the podcast here, but it like the 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 role players on a team that is largely role players, there are very few stars on this team, other than seven and maybe a few other guys. Um, they came up huge yesterday. Absolutely huge. Stars are in the being made, and I'm glad you brought up Casario because that's what I'm writing my column about on Monday, sportsradio610.com about Casario's role and all the home runs and shit in free agency in the zone. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great topic. All right, let's get to it, Josh. So the Texans win 30 to 27. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cardinals this weekend. That line feels a little light to me, but I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Kyler did some Kyler things in their win over the uh, over the Atlanta Falcons yesterday for the Cardinals. 